Hey guys, welcome to my channel. My name is Dr. Tom LaHue and we're going to be talking about a relationship with a type 8. So uh, if you're in a relationship with a type 8 or you are a type 8, then I hope this video will help you or help you understand more about yourself, uh, your personality type, or the, the people that you love that are important to you in your life. Uh, before we get started, I do want to call your attention to the description below is a link to my website, tomlahue.com, where you can book coaching appointments. Also, we have a couple of different certificate programs. If you're interested in becoming an Enneagram coach uh, for, uh, to help others or an Enneagram relationship coach, I do offer certificates, uh, Zoom classes. They are short, six-week intensive classes, and I would love for you to check those out and maybe Think about being a part of one of those groups. Awesome information, great people, and uh, if you, Enneagram has been helpful to you, uh, it can be helpful in coaching people to find a better path for their life or a healthy path for their life and relationships. Um, also, I want to thank my patrons. I really appreciate your support. And on my YouTube channel, as well as on my website, are links to my daughter's channels. Uh, Grace is an 8-wing-7, and Kaylee is a 9-wing-1. Both of them do offer coaching appointments as well, and both of them make videos on YouTube about the Enneagram, and I'm proud of them and proud of their work. So, um, I was just reading this information uh, to Grace yesterday. Uh, like I said, who's an 8-wing-7? And she was just, as I was reading it, she was like, yes, 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 yes. So, great information. I think you'll be challenged. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing from several different resources. And I've been going through each of the personality types in relationship as I put together the uh, Enneagram Relationship Certificate uh, program. I've been uh, just brushing up on each type in relationship. And so uh, some of the resources I've been looking at are these books, and I would recommend both of these books, uh, Enneagram in Relationships by Ashton Whitmoyer Ober and The Enneagram in Love by Stephanie Baron Hall. Both of these are excellent. And to some degree, this one's also been uh, same title, uh, Enneagram for Relationship. I also do check out this one, but I think these two are excellent. And both of these are uh, uh, recommended in the certificate program. That being said, this book has been fantastic, Helen Palmer, but it's a little bit bigger and a little bit more than what I wanted to recommend for uh, the certificate program, but this book has really been challenging and excellent and uh, actually was written back in the 90s. So I've really appreciated uh, all of these books, uh, but particularly the, the Palmer book. And so a lot of this information, um, as I'm reading through this, I'm just writing notes and uh, putting all this information down. I'm going to go through that in this video today. So eights, what do eights look for in a relationship? What do eights need in a relationship? What are they like in a relationship? Um, well, you know, I'm trying to like figure out, like, give me a couple of words for each type, you know. So I put, what does a seven want in a relationship? A travel buddy. Okay, what does a... a a uh, six want a loyal companion. What does an eight want? Um, I put a sparring partner, okay, or a wrestling partner, a sparring partner, not somebody that they want to fight with because it's not really fighting, okay? It's sparring. Sparring is is something friends do. Friends get together and they wrestle and they spar and they compete. Um, they challenge each other. They go toe to toe, but at the end of the day, they shake hands and they're and they're friends. Um, so I like that idea of a sparring partner. Um, okay, so eights, let's just go through the information, all right? And I do admit that some of this is a little bit disjointed because as I'm taking notes, remember, I'm a seven, so I'm not a one, I'm not a six. I'm trying to put the information together as best I can in, in a way that makes sense to me. Uh, but it is a little bit, you know, kind of, I might repeat myself a couple of times. Let's just put it that way. All right, so eights are passionate and purposeful and invested people. Uh, they work hard to protect themselves uh, from being controlled by others or being betrayed by others. It might be, you know, one of their greatest fears is that they're going to let people into their fort. Remember, eights have a very fort mentality. There's people inside the fort and people outside the fort. The people outside the fort don't matter. Not that they're not important as human beings. They just, they don't matter on my on my register of, of what's important to me. They're, think of them as the settlers. The settlers and the hostiles are on the outside of the fort. And as long as the hostiles aren't bothering me, I don't care what they do. Just keep them on the outside of my fort. But on the inside, those are the people that matter. And 
nothing worse in an eight's mind than letting people come into the inside of the fort and then being betrayed by those people. Then finding out those people really aren't on your team or really um, aren't uh, uh, trustworthy. And so the fear of betrayal. And eights, you know, they, they cover up their own vulnerability. The very thing that eights appreciate in others and would seek to protect, innocence and vulnerability, uh, they're drawn to it. They are drawn to innocence and vulnerability, to puppy dogs and babies and old people. And they're drawn to anything that, that looks innocent. They want to protect it. They want to defend it. But it's the very thing that eights tend to cover up and not reveal about themselves to the larger world is their own innocence and vulnerability. And it's kind of like if you show your throat, if you show your innocence and vulnerability, then you've just made yourself a target and just capitulated to your enemies. You've just revealed your weakness. And once people know your weakness, they're going to betray it. They're going to come in and they're going to take advantage of that weakness. So to open up and to share your vulnerabilities with others is is a, is a real difficult step and a real sign of intimacy for an eight. To trust somebody enough to open up and share their vulnerabilities um, um, or their weaknesses or their fears or you know anything like that is going to feel difficult for eights to talk about it unless they're feeling very safe and very secure with the people that, that they're relating to. Because to show your throat to your enemy is you know a sign of weakness. Okay, so uh, they work hard at not being controlled. Now, they can almost overwork at that. You know, when, when you come home and say, hey, honey, I, uh, I told the Johnsons that we could go out to dinner with them on Thursday night. Now, that seems innocent enough, right? I told the Johnsons we could go out to dinner with them on Thursday night. But an eight might hear that as, what gives you the right to assume that I want to go with, out with those people on Thursday night. And so you might see an eight push back against that, like who do you think you are that you can designate what's on my calendar? And I don't even know these, and then all of a sudden there's a what looks like a big fight, sparring, right? What looks like a big fight over whether or not we're going with the Johnsons. You might meant it, you know, harmless, like I thought it would be fun, I thought you would enjoy it. We were just talking the other night about needing to get out more and make more friends and meet new people. And I thought we had decided that we were going to get out and, and, you know, and spend some time with others. And yeah, but what gives you the right to think that you can decide things on my calendar? And so owning your calendar, owning your space, um, you know, owning your stuff. Can you imagine also an eight if you came home and said, hey, I was cleaning out the garage and I saw a bunch of box, uh, boxes of old books, you know, that nobody's been messing with for the last 20 years. And so I, I called up the Salvation Army and they came and picked them up. Again, um, an eight is going to maybe feel like that is a hill worth dying on. Like, those were my books. Those were, I did not give you, I want to, and even though they may not care about those books, they care about the principle that you're deciding, um, making decisions that directly affect me and my stuff. Remember, the sin of the eight is lust. And lust is, I like the definition of lust as, uh, I think intensity is another good word. Uh, eights like intensity and they bring intensity. But I think a good definition of lust in this case would be believing that other people and their stuff exist for my use and purposes. So it's just kind of that entitlement mentality that, uh, I can move your stuff around, but who are you to move my stuff around? Um, if I want to borrow a shirt out of your closet, well, you should have said, if you didn't want me to do it, you should have said something. That's on you. But but borrow a shirt out of an eight's closet without asking them, and uh, they're going to feel betrayed. They're going to feel like, who are you to be barging into my room and taking my stuff and getting rid of my books? You didn't ask me. You didn't ask if that was okay. And you're going to get... Probably that kind of a response back from an eight. And it's not about the books. It's not about the dinner. It's not that they don't like the Johnsons. It's just that difficulty in other people managing me and my stuff. That's what eights are very sensitive to. Notice it's what they do. They do that. They have a hard time with seeing other people's boundaries. 
but they need you to respect their boundaries. And it's kind of a blind spot for eights. I can also feel myself, even though I'm a seven, I do have an eight wing, and I, I really believe I'm a seven wing six, but when I get into the zone of talking about eights, it's like I can feel all, I can feel just, a, I shouldn't say all, but I can feel within me this eight, you know, feeling come over me. And I can, I can even feel like I'm talking like an eight there for a little bit. All right, this is kind of funny to like pick this up in yourself. Okay, um, all right. So fear of being controlled by others, uh, a focus on the truth, and that is, an, that is a, something that needs to be defined a little bit. When I talk about truth and eights, um, the truth to an eight is what they perceive to be the truth, okay? It may not actually be the objective truth, but when an eight believes that they are on the side of truth, uh, which they do often, they believe that they're trying to reveal the truth and get to the truth, and they're on this quest to show the truth and spotlight the truth. In that moment, um, it's going to be hard to convince an eight that the other side, <laughs> that the other side of the issue uh, believes that also they are in the truth. Okay. Now think about that. The nine wing right next to them, right? Nines very much have the ability to see both sides um, as being, you know, uh, having its merit. And you can see why an eight has to have a nine wing, why an eight needs that nine wing uh, to balance out their, um, uh, their, their um, perception that they are in the right and, and other, and when they're in the right, you know, there's no stopping them. Okay. So it's kind of like this. You could say it this way. If the truth could just prevail, the eight's mindset is if we could just get the truth out there and people could just hear the way things really are, then I wouldn't need to try to control everything. I wouldn't need to try to manage and control everything. If people could just hear the truth, accept the truth, and believe the truth, then maybe I could relax a little bit. But it's kind of like the aide has this assumption that people don't want to hear the truth. People don't. People can't handle it. They're too soft. They're too. Um, um, they're too set in their ways. They're too offendable, and they're going to get offended. They're going to get their feelings hurt if we if we actually address what the problem is or what the issue is. You know, then they're going to collapse under all of the. Uh, uh, the weight of the truth. They won't be able to handle it. And if they could just handle it, if they could just deal with it and just handle it, then we could make some progress. We can move forward. So an eight gets invited to serve on a team, you know, which is tough for an eight to serve on a team. Eights will end up the leader. Um, they won't necessarily seek to be the leader, but other people just kind of get out of their way because an eight moves forward with confidence. And they're not going to show weakness. That They're not going to show indecision or weakness. So they look confident and people get out of their way and eights end up the leader. It doesn't matter who has the title on the team. Eights are going to end up the leader. That's the person that people are going to look to. Uh, and if the eight isn't the leader of the team, there's a good chance they're going to check out. Eights are on or off. They're not good with in-between. They're not good with I'm here, but I'm not really here. They're on or they're off. Their switch is on or off, and neutral is not a place that they operate in very easily. Again, look at the nine wing. Nines <laughs> tend to operate in neutral, um, or what I call economy mode. You know, nines, it would be great if nines could switch on and engage, or switch off completely and completely disengage. That means no Netflix, no music, no walking, just sit in a forest and hear your own voice checked off so that you can check back on because nines tend to operate in that in-between place of zombie neutral, okay? Eights don't like that place. Eights operate in I'm in, I'm all in, and I'm and this is going to, you know, we are going to uh, re- format everything we've done and we are actually going to hit the goals and I don't care if Martha is afraid of that or I don't care if Martha can't handle it we are going to set the goals and we're going to get them or I'm done 
somebody else can lead this. And an eight's going to tend to operate in that way. And, and so they join the team, they have the objectives, and they start pushing forward. And when they realize, oh, the managers don't really want us to reach the goals or change anything, they just want to make pretty memos and papers and PowerPoint presentations about change, but they don't really appreciate it when you actually push those changes through. I'm out. I'm done. This is bull fill in the blank. Okay. And that's the way eights often are going to feel about stuff is like, this is bull stink. You know, this is bull, bull oni. <laughs> I'll say that. Okay. Uh, I got to remember where I am. All right. Okay. So uh, the eight child saw that truth can be manipulated and deception, uh, you know, can be distorted and the innocent can be victimized and the strong are the ones that prevail. And, you know, there's a book on my shelf that um, I'm a little bit uh, apprehensive in recommending because it is just filled with swear words, uh, the millenniagram. But one of the things that she says about eights is every eight, you know, at somewhere along the way about, I don't know, kindergarten or first grade had kind of the the moment where they decided, she says it very colorfully, but the moment where they decided, I'm done waiting on people. I'm done waiting for people to tell me it's okay to move forward. I'm done waiting for people to give me permission. I'm just going to go forward on my own. Every kid kind of had that, eight kid had that moment where they just realized, I'm not dependent on other people. I'm just going to go for it. And when an eight is in that go for it mentality, um, they are in the right and you and you better not get in their way, okay? Or you better be ready if you're going to get in their way for conflict. Conflict with eights is inevitable, okay? It's inevitable. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means it's going to happen. And so you got to be prepared if you're going to relate to an eight and love an eight that you're going to have to go toe-to-toe sparring, okay? It's You're going to be a sparring partner. And if that scares you or you're not used to that or you don't know how to handle that, you're going to be repelled by eights in your life and you're not going to understand them and they're not going to relate to you very well. Okay, so um, the eight child saw that truth can be distorted and innocence betrayed and the strong will dominate the weak. And innocence within themselves being displayed might feel like weakness or exposing weakness to others. Um, Eights are fiercely independent. And again, it's hard for them to be on teams. Um, You know, they can be called the team leader, but they don't necessarily, like a six or a one, want to take responsibility for all these people on their team. It's kind of like, yeah, you can be on my team, just don't slow me down. Um, I don't mind you guys getting filing up behind me and let's go together, but I don't want to be responsible for you. Eights don't necessarily want to be responsible for everybody else. Um, now that being said, I think as parents, you know, when they've accepted responsibility an eight is going to be very responsible. Okay. Don't misunderstand me. Eights can be and will be very responsible, but it's like if I'm going to do this, I'm all in and I'm going to be the mother bear. And I don't want to be the mother bear for these idiots at work. They ought to be grown uh, adults that can do their job and I don't want to have to be the mama bear for these idiots at work. They need to take responsibility for themselves and they need to take you know ownership of their own lives and I'm not going to you know, hold their hands and coddle them every step of the way, I'm not going to do it. And so eights, although they're leaders, they don't want, they want to lead competent people. They don't want to lead incompetent people that they have to handhold and coddle. Okay. All right. Um, Fiercely independent. A lust for life. Um, If it's good, then go for it. And if some is good, more is probably better. Now, I think sevens, the difference here between the seven and the eight is the seven wants to sample every variety of it. Eights find one they want and they want to buy every pack in the store of that one and eat them all today, okay? So seven and eight could look similar in that 
there's a little bit of gluttony in, in, in eights as well, but it's not that an eight needs to try them all. An eight might look at you know, the menu and say, I love this and I'll have a double order of it. Where a seven will look at a menu and say, I'll have one of each or a sample of each. A seven wants to variety, okay? Um, eights can look a little bit like my way or the highway um, kind of people. They build a tough exterior, but in a committed relationship, they can let their walls come down and let that external, you know, remember eights are like the burnt marshmallow on the outside, crusty, and you might look at them and think burnt and crusty. Why would anybody want to deal with that? But on the inside, sweet, warm, gooey, tender, Tinder, that's a word that eights probably despise, but that's the way they are on the inside. Once you get past that shell, once you're okay with recognizing that that crusty, gripey, grumpy, arguey, fighty, bitey, snatchy, snarly exterior, once you accept that and just don't fear it anymore and can learn to even relate to them in that way, um, You'll see underneath when they feel like they can trust you and that you're not going to betray them and they decide to love you. Um, and there's a key word here, surrender. When they surrender to this relationship, um, which is going to be very difficult for them, but when they do, um, the that inner person is think there's an inner child and underneath all of that all right and uh that's hard for them to talk about it's hard for them to admit but once you see that person you know once you see that side of them to be loved by an eight is a great thing to be on the inside of the fort of an eight is is a great thing um you remember eights integrate to two right twos when you think of twos you think love compassion you know all that stuff that goes along with eights well it's all there in the two as well or all that stuff you think about with the twos, it's all there in the eight as well. Um, it's just under that layer of big power on the outside, okay? All right. Um, eights are very loyal and expect others to be loyal to them. Eights typically know who to trust and who is not trustworthy. So eights, they might have an extra level of discernment um, where they know that these people, nope, and these people are okay. Um, I know a lot of eights talk about relating well to sixes when, you know, sixes can be very loyal friends. And um, that's what eights want. They want that kind of loyal friend. And in eight, remember, eight is the culture of the mafia, okay? The culture of the mafia. So loyalty is important, you know, in organizations like that. Uh, okay, when their walls come down and you can see that soft, kind, gentle, sweet, innocent, ooh, those are all tough words for an eight, but, but it's the very thing they love. It's the very thing they're drawn to. It's the very thing that they, that they will fight, kill, and die for is for that innocence. Uh, a poor orphan child you know, with no hope and no home, that that right there, that's the kind of stuff that eights, like, they want to protect that. They want to defend that. Uh, they want to make sure those people are, are, are not forgotten. Um, eights can be justice warriors, uh, social justice warriors that are willing to call out abuses of power. And it doesn't matter how powerful those people are. Uh, again, when their cause is just, when their cause is right, and there's an innocent orphan who's being victimized and abused and abandoned by the most powerful bureaucrats, an eight will have no problem in moving forward to protect that innocence against that corrupt uh, regime. And that's the way. And and when they're in the when they're fighting for that truth, you know, they're not going to be easily stopped. It's not easy to stop a fully loaded locomotive truck, a train. And that's the way eights are when they're in that zone, when they're in that fight is they could be like a fully loaded locomotive. And that's hard, you know, to stop. Okay. Um, eights are very loyal and expect others to be loyal to them. They are direct and honest and appreciate it when their partner is honest with them. So openness and honesty is going to be a, a huge priority for eights. Uh, they 
they appreciate it when people have the courage to disagree with them and stand up for what they believe in. Um, an eight isn't upset that you have a different opinion. They just want you to own it. If you own a different opinion, then you ought to fight for it. And if you won't fight for it, why am I having this argument with a wimp? Why am I having this argument with a wuss, you know, a wimp, a liar, somebody that won't even stand up for what they believe in? I don't think an eight has a problem that you disagree with them. Let's disagree. Let's get on the mat and let's wrestle and fight about this and let's argue about this. And when you won't stand up for what you believe in, then why am I even working with you? Why am I having a discussion with you? Why are you allowed to vote? You know, why are you allowed to be here? Uh, why am I wasting my time with you? Okay. Unhealthy eights. Let's start there. Unhealthy, healthy, unhealthy, average, and healthy. Okay. Unhealthy eights can be aggressive and brash. They show little regard for the feelings of others and can badger. Now that's a key word. They can badger people to get what they want or to get out of what they don't want. They can badger people. They feel the need. Now badger them and see what happens, right? The very things we do, we don't like it done to us very often, but badgering people to get what they want, um, feel the need to control everything, all the variables around them. Well, when, when, when are we going there? What kind of food are they going to have? How long does this last? Um, who's going to be there? Are you, are you driving separately or are we leaving at the same time? You know, uh, why do we have to wear those outfits? What kind of music are they going to be playing? This is ridiculous. Okay. So feeling the need to control all the variables, um, make sure their ex exit routes are in place in case they are done and they're not going to be trapped. Remember, fiercely independent, so they don't want to be stuck. And, you know, just like sevens, they don't want to be stuck in something that they don't want to be at. Uh, they don't want to be controlled, yet eights often control others. They don't maybe see that, that they, the very thing that they resist, if you do it to them, they tend to do to others. And unhealthy eights don't want to be controlled by anybody, yet they want to control themselves. They want to control all the variables uh, and maybe even control other people or control their spouse. They resist vulnerability to avoid betrayal. Others if they know this about me, they'll use it against me. So they're not going to know me. They're not going. They're not going to know about that. They're not going to know that I have nightmares, or that I used to wet the bed, or that I am, um, you know, upset and trying to decide if I should move to Kansas or move to California. I'm just going to keep all that stuff to myself because if other people know that, then they might use that to their advantage against me. Okay, they can be impatient and move to action too quickly without maybe thinking through the ramifications of their actions or how they're going to come across or what effect their actions are going to have on others. They may just feel like at this moment, this needs to be done and the locomotive is off and running and it's not going to be stopped. And if you get in my way, I'm going to boot you aside. And they may not really think through, if I go forward with this agenda, all of the details and all of the effects and counter effects that are going to happen as a result of this or what effect it's going to have on other people. You know, eight in their distress goes to five. And there's a lot of, there's a video, I've got a video on that about, you know, the uh, eights uh, going to their outhouse, going to their five, uh, becoming an investigator and wanting to know information and when did you know this and why didn't you tell me and okay they can have that but also eights fives are withdrawn eights are assertive so when an eight is finally done and they are just to the point that they're frustrated beyond you know you'll see them withdraw you'll see them just I'm grabbing my keys and I'm out of here I'm not talking about it anymore and you'll see them withdraw but you'll also see them like get into that five problem solving like now it's time to research you know, when an eight feels that action needs to be taken, they don't want to sit down and look at their laptop and do the research on, well, what's the best course of action? They just want to take action. They're, they're a gut type. Their gut is telling them, take action. So they want to take action. Well, what if that action doesn't work? You know, what if that action makes it worse? Or what if they don't get the results they want? Or what if everybody's hurt and offended? And now the eight, you'll see them then in that unhealthy five, you know, in, in their unhealth or in their stress, let's put it that way, and under stress, you'll see them now going looking up information like a five. 
And if they could learn to maybe tap into getting better information before they move to action, in other words, let the five warn them and hear the warning of the five, that the five is warning you, hey, you should check on your facts before you decide to just bulldoze and knock down doors, okay? Then maybe you wouldn't end up at five trying to figure out what went wrong uh, when your actions didn't get you the results that they that you expected. Eights move forward and then figure out what they're gonna do while they're moving forward. Okay, that's the tendency, that's the impulse, is I can't do nothing. I can't do nothing, I can't sit here like a baby waiting for somebody to come rescue me. I can't sit here like an infant, a toddler, an orphan child waiting for you know a missionary to come and feed me. I've got to take action and eights are going to move into action maybe before they really think about is this the best action is this the right action is this my action that i need to take um and so they they do tend to land on their feet 70 percent of the time so they trust their own ability to solve things and sort things out um, but it would always be an advantage for an eight to pause and reflect for a minute before grabbing their keys and grabbing you know um, and and darting off in a direction, it would it would always be wise for them to stop and think for a second and say, before I do this thing, <laughs> do I want to have done this thing? <laughs> what effect will this have on others? Probably not. The first thing an eight thinks is, what effect will this have on others? How will this will this actually get the best life for me if I do this? If I move forward with this course of action, with this impulse, will this bring about the best life for me? Eights tend to win battles and lose wars. You know, they in the moment, they're in a battle and they that's all they can see is that we need to fight about this ketchup bottle. Who left it out and who knew about it and why didn't you put it away? And, and they may forget that the war is, I want to have a loving marriage. I want to have, you know, uh, open communication. I want to... Um, be more affectionate. They may go to a marriage conference and say, I want to be more affectionate and I want to be more compassionate and I want to be more understanding. But in the moment, they'll lose sight of the war and all they can see is the battle in front of them. And they can win battles. And, you know, when you approach life like a battle, um, often eights can be the last man standing. Um, and you know when the heat of battle is over they're the last man standing and yeah you prevailed you did you prevailed you're an eight okay you have the superpower of superpower and you prevailed like Hulk but alone on a battlefield uh, can be a very lonely place and eights can end up so focused on other people observing their boundaries that they have isolated themselves through their actions and through their behaviors and through their impulse impulsiveness they have isolated themselves away from others they want to protect themselves from others and you can protect yourself to the point that you are isolated away from others and i think eights long to connect they longed to love and be loved but will they have the courage to let the protective layers come off at times to let people in to to know that warm sweet gentle person inside that's the test okay so when eights see what they need they may not see anything else all i see is what i need and everything else is obstacles everything else is getting in the way they might forget to get, this is, this is so powerful. They might forget when going after what they need or going after what is true and just or whatever it is, or getting at the truth. In that moment, an eight might forget to get consent from others. Now, again, what if you don't get consent from an eight? You're going to hear about it. You know, they're going to light up fire. They're going to let you know that you didn't get their consent when you put this on the calendar. An eight might not get consent from others or forget to consult with others when they're moving forward in action. They may use everything at their disposal to go after what they need in that moment. 
And again, there's the assertive type of an eight. Eight, sevens, and threes are the assertive types. And, you know, threes are going after their goals. Sevens are going after what they think will make them happy or satisfied. Eights are going after what? Whatever they think they need in that moment. Um, they're going after the truth. They're going after more cake. They're going after, you know, whatever it is. Um, okay, average eights. That's unhealthy eights we talked about. Let's talk about average eights. Average eights are assertive and tend to pursue the things that they want in life. They like to be decisive and to take action to meet their own needs. They resist control. Uh, whatever they're going for at the time is right uh, in their mind. And in, in motion before they know what they will do. Um, when the truth is at stake, you couldn't stop me if you wanted to. I couldn't stop myself if I wanted to. When the truth is at stake, I couldn't stop myself if I wanted to. You can't be vulnerable and invincible at the same time. So eights are going to err on the side of being invincible. The, the battle mentality is, I know where I stand, who's standing with me? I know where I stand. And so eights are going to push you to test you, where do you stand? Do you know where you stand? Why do you stand there? Is your stand consistent? What if I push you to the extreme? Will you still stand on that ground? And eights are going to argue about you know, things like wearing masks, you know, during COVID. Um, if they don't think that it's necessary, then they're going to push on those that think it is. Um, if they are, um, you know, political parties or religious differences or whether you should vaccinate your kids or whether you should give your kids a multiple vitamin or whether you put your kids in private schools or public schools or whatever it is. Eights, they know where they stand and they're 100% that this is the right spot to be in. You know, and, and now it's not that eights aren't open. They want you to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with, well, what do you believe and why do you believe that and what makes you think you're right? And they're going to argue about that. And if you could show an eight why you stand where you stand, they might go 100% for it to 100% against it, like that fast. It's not that they're not reasonable. It's just they're going to come across with this intensity. They like, they like to feel their power. They like to blow themselves up and remember that, you know, they're a warrior inside there. And they're going to argue about, you know, this is ridiculous. They're putting fluoride in the water and they're trying to kill our kids and they're trying to ruin their, you know, education and blah. And if you can go toe to toe and argue with them and point out some facts that maybe they haven't considered, they might very well open up and shift positions and then be 100% on the other side. Okay, it's not that they're not reasonable. It's just they're going to be intense. They're also maybe looking to blame. Eights often blame people. Um, you know, realize this, guys, that, that eights look the angriest. All right, their sin is not anger. That's ones. Their sin is not anger. They look angry, but if you were to stop them in the moment and say, you know, are you angry? They're very likely to say, no, I'm not angry. This, why are you asking me that? They're just trying to get at the truth. They're trying to get at what did you know and when did you know it and who were you with and why didn't you tell me all these details? And and, and so they, they may not, but watch this. The anger is, a, is an emotion that makes me feel powerful. When I come out with anger, then I feel like I have some control over something. And anger may be being used to because it's more comfortable than some of the other feelings that they don't want to feel, like fear um, or insecurity or uh, anxiety or indecision. Our disappointment. So rather than allowing myself as an eight to feel fear, it's going to look like anger because anger feels more comfortable. Anger feels like I'm in charge. So maybe they're afraid that their spouse or their girlfriend, you know, is is flirting with with someone else. Now that's a legitimate fear, and it probably should be handled as if it was a fear. Like, hey, I noticed that, you know, Bob was kind of flirting with you. Are you, do you like Bob? 
Now, see, that sounds anxious and nervous, which is exactly what a person should feel. If you see your girlfriend flirting with another guy, you should feel anxious and nervous and apprehensive, okay? But an eight doesn't want to let themselves feel anxious. And that feels like I'm not in charge. That feels like other people can control this situation and not me. So what it might look like when an eight confronts that issue is anger. Um, why were you Why were you even talking to him? Why was he here? Who is he? And it's going to look like, you know, blame and anger and frustration, but realize that that might be just covering the childlike fear of and anxiety of, are you going to leave me? Are you, are you going to love me? That's going to be hard for an eight to say it like that. Like, do you love me? Are you going to leave me? Do you, do you want to be with somebody else? That feels icky. <laughs> That's the, the, the psychological word, the, the, the approved counseling word. That feels icky. That's yucky. Okay, so they're not going to want to feel that. All right, uh, where am I in my notes? I told you I'd be all over the place. Um, I want a place where people can't get to me or get to my stuff. Remember, this is average health, right? So this is like the average operating health of an eight is I want to get to a place where people can't get to me. Again, fortress, battle, fortress mentality. I want to be in my fort. Um, eights can look like fives sometimes. Fives can look like eights because fives kind of live in their castle as well at times. Um, a deep desire for meaningful connection and emotional intimacy, but not really sure how to get it. Not really sure how to go about it. How do I get people to open up and love me if I won't open up, you know, and reveal my true self to them? How will <laughs> so that can be a difficult challenge for an eight? Um, hardworking, dedicate themselves to to meeting the needs. And like I said, eights have that line to two. When an eight shows up in support of a person rather than shows up, you know, in an attack on a person, um, that's their line to two, okay? Eights are showing up and getting close in support and protection and care of a person, not just showing up to, what are you saying? What? Who's going on? What's, what's the problem? You know, the way an eight might typically show up. Um, eights want to do it on their own, even as children. You know, my wife and I raised an eight. So eights want to do it on their own. Uh, not only do they want to do it on their own, but they want to take it out of their younger sister's hand and show her how to do it. Okay, Again, the very thing they don't want done to them, they will do to others. They will take it out of their little toddler sister's hand and, and I'll help you with this. And it's like, okay, you just took the toy out of her hand. It's great that you want to help, but she wants to play with it as it is. She doesn't care you know, that the light's not flashing, but the, the eight the the eight takes it out of the four-year-old's hand you know and let me show you how to do this and then it's like can you give the toy back to your sister okay um in for okay watch this enforces the rules that work for their advantage bends the ones that don't <laughs> so how do you know that an eight is not a one right okay enforce and i think one sometimes might do that too um, honestly, I think ones might at times want to know the rules uh, so they know, you know, what they're working around. But an eight very much is like that. Um, wants to wants to enforce the rules on other people when they're not following the rules. Want to show other people that they're not following the rules, yet bends and slights the rules when they don't fit what I want or fit my agenda. Healthy eights are loving, gracious, and generous. Wow, my time. My time is running out. Okay, so I'm going to try and cover this as best I can in the time I have left. Healthy eights are loving, gracious, and generous. Okay? No doubt. Period. The end. They are. They are confident, decisive, understanding, and appreciate that their decisions have an effect on others. That's huge. If an eight can come to that realization that my decisions, what I do, what, the way I say things, the way I talk has an effect on other people. Uh, they become more open to the other side of the story. They choose what is best for all parties and not just for themselves. Lust, okay? So they got lust in check. It's not just about what I want or what works out best for me, but I want something that everybody's happy with. They empower others. Notice, eights, an unhealthy eight needs for you to see that they are one in control with power. Healthy eights empower you. 
Healthy aids make you feel like you have a voice, like you could uh, speak up for yourself, like you have a right to go into that office and argue your case. Okay, They allow those close to them to see their vulnerable and tender uh, side and that all exists underneath that shell. They've learned to pause before they react and that helps them cultivate stronger relationships. Um, the eight worldview, you might say, is there's two types of people, the powerful and the weak. And I'm not going to be the weak, okay? Or you could say the worldview is the world is an unjust place and I defend the innocent. I fight for truth and I defend the innocent. Um, communication and conflict. Eights are passionate in everything they do. They speak, act, and fight with great intensity. Eights can appear to be aggressive um, uh, and, and aggressively invested in an idea when they actually are just thinking about it. So just because an eight is coming across like they are absolutely 100% right and everybody around them that doesn't agree with them is foolish and ignorant, realize that they may still be formulating that idea externally, formulating that idea or thinking it through, okay? They like high decibel conversations, okay? If you're not ready for that or you're not used to that, or that feels intimidating to you, you're gonna have problems because they like high decibel conversations. They like being direct and straightforward and challenging. They are called the challenger. And so if you're talking about, well, I just think you know it's, it's a good idea to try to eat healthy and try to watch what you eat, don't be surprised if an eight looks at you and says, you're overweight, okay? <laughs> <laughs> imagine okay imagine some husband uh telling his wife that well you know i'm not really happy because my wife is overweight and you know i I'm, i just want her to take care of herself and i want her to be concerned about her health right okay so this husband is is talking to a counselor who's an eight about his wife and about you know how she needs to the eight is going to look right at the husband and say, well, what about you? Look at you. You're 20 pounds overweight. Why don't you fix that before you... Straight to the throat. Are they right? Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people wouldn't say that out loud. Or they would, what, beat around the bush and kind of like say that in a careful way. I think an eight would think, the direct way is the fastest, most effective. And who is this guy? He's telling somebody else they need to do this. He's not doing it himself. Bam. And that could be very startling. And at times is probably the correct approach. Nines need that eight wing. You know, nines could use a little bit of that especially a nine wing one, you know, could use a little bit of that ability to sort of say what needs to be said rather than always trying to dodge and, and shift in order to relate to people. Um, eight speak declaratively, okay, like in exclamation points. One of the tactics that keep you from being controlled by others is assert yourself. When you assert yourself and you come out of the gate like a locomotive, then people get out of your way. They don't try to control you because you're uncontrollable. You're moving forward. And how do they slow you down? Okay. Passionate eights give themselves fully to their ideas, opinions, and actions. Eights tend to confront conflict head on. Uh, relating to eights is always going to include um, confrontation. So accept it. Eights may, in fact, invigorate their relationships. If their relationships become too stale, too ordinary, too boring, they might invigorate those with a little bit of conflict. You know, throw a little bit of sand in that oyster and get that thing moving, you know? And so a little bit of ag ag aggressive intensity can feel good to an eight and, you know, wake up the sleepy relationship or the sleepy partner. So they like activity, they like adventure, they like risk-taking, and conflict. And I don't mean conflict like they want to get into uh, um, real significant battles. I just mean conflict over, why do you like that TV show? 
Or are you seriously getting orange sherbet? That's for babies. Why are you getting orange sherbet? You know, that kind of stuff. You, really, you got another soda? Come on. I thought you said you were going to quit drinking sodas. Potato chips, really? You know, that kind of stuff. Just blah, 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 blah. Conflict is a part of life and something that needs to be dealt with typically as soon as possible. Again, look at the eights. Look at sevens. They don't want to deal with conflict. We need that eight wing. Compromise feels like showing weakness. Uh, they don't see the value in beating around the bush or taking it slow. The direct course, the fastest course is the most guaranteed way to resolve problems and deal with problems. Connections come from heated debates. Connections come from heated debates. Now, if you're not an eight, right? You're a nine or a two. Fours might get that. Fives might get that. Sixes, sevens. Connections come from heated debates. Think about that. An eight feels like if we can argue, then we're friends. If we can debate and challenge and bite, growl, and scrap with each other, then we're, we're comrades, camaraderie. You don't argue and fight with people that don't matter. Why would I get in an argument with a wimp who can't even stand up for themselves? So catch it for what it is. When an aide is going toe-to-toe with you, it's like they're taking your hand and saying, will you be my friend? So it's all about how we perceive and translate the other person's behaviors. And if I could translate their behavior like that, maybe I wouldn't get irritated with them when they get into that intense scuffle scuffle with me. Okay? Wow. I love it. Uh, Remember, the need to be against. That's an eight thing. The need to be against. You say against what? Doesn't matter. Fill in the blank. Um, The time that we're leaving. The time that we're getting there. How long we're staying. Who was invited and who wasn't invited. And why are we wearing these clothes and not, whatever it is, fill in the blank. The need to be against. That could be exhausting to people that feel like they need to go get in the middle of all that. Just recognize that if you have an eight in your life, they need to be against stuff. And you don't need to always enter into every argument. Just realize that they need to be against. Um, Eights feel defeated if they can't say what they think. The elephant in the room needs to be called out, needs to be addressed. Everything would be better if we could just look people in the eyes and tell them what the problem is. Why do we have to beat around the bush and do this dance? Disputes help you get to the truth. And that's the goal is get to the truth and then everything would be fine. Will it be pleasant? No, but it'd be better if we got to the truth. Releasing anger can make them feel good and relieved. But the effects on others could be devastating. If there's no significant problem to address, then there will be trivial matters that need to be addressed. And AIDS can move on to trivial matters. And they might vent you know, their intensity out on trivial stuff. Why did you buy this kind of ketchup? This is ridiculous. We buy Heinz ketchup. What is this? Where did you even find this? Did you get this at the dollar store? I'm not eating that. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're fighting about ketchup again. Um, so they might vent. You can have major war on on minor stuff. Minor issues can trigger full-scale war or full-scale battles. So if I know that, rather than trying to defend my position, if it's about ketchup bottles, why don't I just enter into the fight playfully and say, yeah, I bought it. I bought this kind of ketchup. I don't care. If you don't like it, don't eat it. Well, I'm not going to eat it. That's stupid. Why would you buy this? Because I wanted it. Because I liked it. I'm going to eat. Now, there's my seven, right? There's a way to deal with that eight intensity is just recognize it that it's just a little scrap. Don't get your feelings hurt or offended by it. Enter into it in a playful way. Okay? Try it. Try it. All right? Um, there's not much middle ground with eights. Um they won't let their opinions be swayed by what everybody else thinks or by by conventional, what others need me to be. They won't let their opinions be swayed by that. You don't have to agree with their opinions, but you need to be willing to stand up for your own. Don't soften 
or doctor the information or withhold the information for fear that you're going to upset them. That is what will upset them. Doctoring the information, withholding information, not being straightforward with them. That's what's going to upset them. Constant reporting and accurate information is the way to make this boss happy. That's how you build trust. Bad news we can handle, but no news or incorrect news because you didn't want me to be upset. That feels like betrayal. That feels like a setup. Okay, ambiguity and mixed messages are red flags. Eights will push for clarity and they won't stop until they get it. Um, they want to be invited, but they don't want to be forced to go. Okay, they're willing to work themselves to death to take care of the people in their lives, especially when they're not forced to. Okay, they're willing to do whatever it takes to take care of others that are, that are inside the fort that are important to them, and they're much more willing to do it when they're not forced or coerced or expected to. Okay. Um, if there is a problem, let's get it out in the open. If we can talk about it, we can solve it. No hidden agendas with an eight. They're coming at you. They're not going to sneaky. They don't need to be sneaky because they're going to tell you right to their face, right to your face, what they want. That's what the focus of their attention is on, what they want, and everybody needs to know it. Okay. They uh, intimacy with an eight. Eights like partners who are independent and strong. They want personal freedom. They hate to be controlled. They, um, a lot of their dominant behavior is an effort to make sure nobody dominates them. All right. It takes time for eights to feel they can trust another person. Building trust in a relationship with an eight is going to take time. And that is probably the best way to build that, that relationship is through a lot of quality time. You're going to have to spend time with the eight to build that kind of trust. You're gonna to have to stand up for yourself and be willing to enter into the sparring match with them without getting your feelings hurt, without running and ducking for cover. When an eight is done with that fight, they're probably done with that fight, okay? And they wanna kiss and make up. Eights wanna know it all. They want all of your secrets to be shared with them. They don't wanna find out you know, through the mail that you have a credit card that you didn't tell them about, that you're stopping at Dairy Queen every day on the way home to get a milkshake. They don't wanna find out that stuff. It's gonna feel like betrayal. They wanna know all the secrets. They can be risk takers in life, but when it comes to a relationship, eights are looking for a sure thing. They're looking for somebody that is open, honest, direct, somebody that isn't hiding from them or hiding information from them. If you live in a world that is unjust, you have to be certain before you trust. And eights want somebody they can be certain about, somebody that's a sure bet. They can let their guard down around. When you're completely certain about someone else's intentions towards you, then you feel like maybe you can lower the moat, lower the moat, lower the drawbridge and allow others in, okay? I can let my guard down with people I trust. Um, eights are not going to depend on you for their happiness. They're not going to want you to depend on them for your happiness. They're going to say, I make myself happy, you make yourself happy. Um, and they could even maybe take charge of their spouse's life. Uh, so you need to have good boundaries with an eight. You need to make sure that you have good boundaries. The eight is going to have boundaries. They may not recognize yours all the time. So you're gonna boundaries could be an issue in a relationship with an eight. You're gonna to have to work on developing your boundaries. Um, eights will, okay. So have good boundaries, work on those. Um, what else do I wanna say? Realize that the anger outside might be covering inner fears or apprehensions and be patient with those and maybe try to see what's beneath the surface of that anger. Don't go into panic mode when they flip the alarm switch and have a big upset. Just be careful how you respond back. You you know, because um, your fight or flight, you know, might might go off. Stay engaged in the process. Um, try not to take it personally. And the fight will end and everything is going to be fine. Okay? In most situations, in a relationship with an eight. They just want to vent off, you know, what's frustrating. Why did we do it that way? Who was in charge? Why was it said like that? And you might just have to say, look, I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know. Okay? 
Aides can learn to modify their direct approach and learn to be more careful and more diplomatic with people. That's probably a good move to pause, slow down, think before they act, think before they speak, be careful of how this is going to affect others. Uh, all of that is going to be a good move for AIDS. All right, so got it in under an hour. Appreciate you guys watching this video. I hope it's helpful to you. I hope that uh, you know it's encouraging to you. Um, if you're an eight or in a relationship with an eight, the more we know about each other, the, the better we can relate to one another. Um, and as always, be present to life. And that can be hard sometimes um, when uh, life isn't going the way you expect it or is going in a direction that maybe is unpleasant, um, just to, to be present to it. At eight, you have two wings. You have a seven and a nine, right? Seven, lighten up. Lighten up. It's a good move for you. And nine, shut up. Just sometimes be quiet. And maybe you don't need to push for your agenda today. Um, maybe you could just try to get other people's perspectives. So lighten up and shut up. Could be a good move when you don't know what to do as an eight. When your plan isn't working, when, when uh, you're exhausted or frustrated or you can't solve your problems, it's probably because you're not leaning on one of those wings. All right, see you guys. Many blessings and thanks. God bless.